Playing the money game, do you usually win or do you usually lose when you play Monopoly? Are you on the offense or the defense? Do you want to win and do you try to not lose or do you try to win? Today's episode is on money mentality. Hello, hello, this is Lara Pereca, and today we're going to look at your money mentality and mine. We all have a money mentality, whether we realize it or not. We have thoughts and beliefs in our conscious and subconscious minds about money. The thing about money is it is a tool. It's not the end-all be-all, but it can get you things that uh, obviously we need and things that we want in our lives. Do you play the offense? Do you play to win? Or do you play the defense? Which means not to lose. Think about the game of Monopoly. When you were playing that game, did you buy houses and then buy hotels? Or did you just hop around the board trying to avoid landing on someone else's houses or hotels? It says a lot about your money mentality. But wait, it's not anything to take blame for. You see, we get these ideas when we are children, as we are growing up, going to school, the people we hang out with, society in general, all the media that we consume tells us what to think about money. Your job is to take a look at that and change your BS. Change your belief system to things that serve you rather than things that don't serve you. For example, do you have annual money goals? Do you have goals about what income you're going to bring in in the next 12 months or what your net worth will be at the end of the year? That's being on the offense, my friend. That's what wealthy people do. If you are thinking, well, hmm, let's see, actually, I just worry about making sure I pay the bills so the electric doesn't get cut off or repaying Uncle Joe so he doesn't cut off one of my fingers. I hope that's just a joke. Uh, That is defense. That is, now you might think, okay, wait a minute. Hey, you are hitting below the belt because what if all we can afford is just to barely pay those bills? You can't be telling us that we can be saving money or, or projecting any positive income and being offensive when we can barely make ends meet, can you? Well, slow down. Don't get reactive. Just listen. If you're thinking, I can't, why can't you? Because here's the thing, even the smallest money maker can choose to do different things with that money. Wait, Laura, what do you mean? I got bills to pay. <laughs> Slow down and let's take a look at this. Here are some things that people who don't have much money usually do. They play the victim. All of us have been there at some point or another in our lives, whether it's with money or with relationships or with our health or with the work that we have, we play the victim. It's easy to play the victim because people say, oh, you poor thing, and they give us attention. And we think of attention as love, but it's not, is it? No, attention is not love. Love is more deep, more all-knowing, more I love you just because of who you are, not because of what you do for me. So don't confuse love and attention. Uh, next time you hear yourself playing the victim, complaining about something or telling one, someone something that happened to you and that you couldn't do anything about, recognize that, hmm, am I doing this for attention? Because that's what you'll be getting. And if you don't want attention, then why are you doing that, right? Or if you're just doing it in your head, you know, sitting home alone at night, thinking about all the horrible things, 
the reasons that you're a victim, well, you're doing it to yourself then. Tell yourself, stop. Stop it. <laughs> Say to yourself, no, uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be the victim. Here's what people do sometimes. They blame. They blame the economy. They blame the government. I think I did that today. I was chatting with someone. And I think I blame the government for someone. None of us are above this, right? We all do these things. We have to catch ourselves. That's what it's about. It's about catching yourself and putting yourself on a different road, a higher road, a road that you can feel more proud to be on. One of wisdom and, I don't know, more serene, more wise. So uh, here are the things that people blame. I said the economy, I said the government. Have you ever blamed the stock market? Have you ever put any money in the stock market and then blame the stock market? Or even when you don't have money in the stock market, we blame it when things go wrong. Uh, people blame their employers. People blame their coworkers. People blame their managers. How about your partner? Ever blamed your boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife or partner? We do. We blame the closest person to us. Don't lie. <laughs> don't say you've never done that even if you didn't do it out loud. Oh, here's a big one. We blame, drum roll please, God. We blame the universe. We say, why was I even born? This is the blame game. And here's one that's sad but true. We blame our parents. Yes, I have done this myself. Now, that doesn't mean to say that, oh, if our parents are blameless and we still blame them, we're bad. But if our parents deserve to be blamed because they did things wrong, then it's okay. Even if your parents did things wrong, which nobody's perfect, so they probably did. And if you had a life like mine, oh, they might have done a lot of things wrong. Well, even if they did, how does it serve you to blame them? It keeps you stuck where you are. We don't want to be stuck where we are. We want to rise above that. So we no longer want to blame our parents for anything. Did they did something wrong when you were growing up? It's just so what now? Now it's about what can I do to get past that? What can I do to improve so that that no longer hinders my development? Uh, here's another thing besides blame, justifying. I'm in this situation because, and then we give a reason. We rationalize why it's not important to have a lot of money. We use our situation to be the reason for what's going on. This isn't an excuse, one of my friends would say. This is a reason. <laughs> well, is it really a reason or is it a situation that you're just, you're just justifying? This is not supportive. This does not help you. So if you catch yourself justifying, you want to say to yourself, hmm, what am I doing? You know, look, see what you see, not what I tell you to see, but decide you're going to look. That's the important part. In education, we call it metacognition. Think about what you're thinking about. You know, people that are in a poor position indeed, they just validate that poor position by blaming or by justifying, saying money's not important, that's the reason I'm not making much money, when the reason they're not making much money is they just gave up. They just said, well, it just must not be for me. Gotta get rid of that BS in your head because you do deserve all the goodness that this world can give you. Here's a big one, complaining. What you focus on expands. So if you complain about stuff, you're going to get more of it. People don't believe me when I say this until they watch. They watch their life and they see. If they start complaining a lot with their friends, their friends start complaining too. And next thing you know, it's just a big 
shit show and uh, nobody is getting anywhere because they've all justified why they're in a bad position and it turns back into victimhood. Um, I remember one time being um, sad about something and saying aloud to myself, I am a victor, never a victim. Say it out loud right now. I am a victor, never a victim. Why would we ever play the victim role? Well, I can tell you why, but it doesn't matter why. What matters is that we stop. We S-T-O-P. Stop. Stop being the victim. Stop complaining and justifying, or that's all you're going to keep getting. Last night, I was at a party, and this gal was complaining about something. And guess what I did? I chimed in and started complaining about what it reminded me of, something in my life that I could complain about. But while it was happening, I realized it. I thought, Lara, you're jumping on the bandwagon of complaining, and that doesn't serve you. So I cut it short and stopped. And that's the next level that I want you to get to. I want you to catch yourself. Now, if you're anything like me, you catch yourself, but keep going. (laughs) You catch yourself complaining, and you just keep finishing that thought and sharing that complaint with someone but at least you've, you've recognized it. Then your next step will be to stop, even if it's mid-sentence. And then of course the next step will be, you might just think the complaint, but not say it aloud. And then of course the best nirvana place you wanna be is where you don't even habitually have those thoughts cross your mind because you're not in a place of complaining. You're in a place of looking at the good, looking for the silver lining when something happens in your life. Here's some homework for you. Don't complain for an entire seven days. If you start complaining on day one, you have to start over from that point. Day two, you wake up, you say, "Uh uh-oh, I complained yesterday, today's day one again. And when you can get to seven days without complaining aloud or even in your head to yourself, then you have made it. Now I say that because it's really hard to get to seven days. Um, I don't even think I've done it, at least not consciously, because it's so ingrained in us, in our society, in culture, in families to complain. We get attention. Why do we like attention? We think it's love. We confuse the two. I remember as a classroom teacher, some of the naughty kids, the naughtiest kids that teachers had had years before me would come to me and they wanted attention, but I would give them positive attention. If they did anything good, I would give them attention for that. And when they did little misbehavior, I would ignore it. It was a secret weapon I had for getting them to realize that they could get attention by being good, not by being bad. Because you know what? For kids who don't get much attention, even negative attention is better than no attention at all. Think about that for a minute. Do you choose to attract success? If you do, do this homework assignment. Spend seven days trying to not complain at all. (laughs) Can you do it? Yes. Will you do it? I don't know. That's up to you. And don't get sad or forlorn if you mess up and you say, oh man, I've been trying this for a week and it doesn't work. You're getting better each day. You can't help but getting better each day because you're focusing on it and what you focus on expands. So if you focus on improving yourself in this way, it will get better each day, even if it's just incrementally. Even if the first day you catch yourself wanting to complain 20 times and complaining 19 of those times and only holding back once, still you will improve by focusing on it and putting your effort and attention on becoming the best you that you can become. Make a declaration that you decide you're going to create the exact level of 
success or prosperity, fill in the blank, uh, finances, love, health, whatever it is that you want to create, you can create it. But it starts with not being the victim. It starts with having control over your life, saying, I create my life. Say it out loud with me right now. I create my life. When you embrace that, you start to do things differently, not to feel guilty about something that happened. Brush that off. Shake it off. Shake it off. Don't let yourself feel guilty about anything. Say to yourself, I'm doing my best and my best is good enough. You create your life and the more you decide to do that, the more you will. And little by little, you'll be taking steps in the positive direction. You'll stop blaming everybody else for things that happen, even if it's their fault. You'll stop justifying why you're in the position you're in that you don't want to be in. You'll stop complaining and other people will like you more and want to be around you more because who doesn't want to be around a bright, happy soul? I do. People want to be around me when I'm bright and happy. And when I had that sad time in my life where I complained about this and that and that employer and how could this happen? And Oh my gosh, people did not want to be around me. And I can't blame them now when I look back on it. Can you do this? I hope you're saying yes inside your head. Will you do this? Try, try, and you may, I say. You may find it enjoyable. At least it will be helpful. You may not find it enjoyable in the beginning. You may say this is hard, but guess what? Nothing is ever accomplished that you didn't actually have to put attention to. So this is just the same. You need to put your attention on it and you will indeed create a better life for yourself. How do I know? Because I've done it for me and I continually do it. You can do it. I hope you do. And I also hope that you take a chance, uh, take a quick minute to write down some of these ideas. I say that because if you write it down, you're more likely to remember it, even if you never look at what you wrote down. Again, the actual act of writing it down helps you remember it more. Money mentality, you got this. Bye-bye.